0: Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. True Underdog. Hey, Underdogs. It's Jason Waller, host of the True Underdog Podcast. Welcome to another episode of True Underdog Classic, where I feature some of my favorite conversations from back in the day. Today, I'm featuring my interview with Barry Sanders, one of my favorite football players as a kid. He's an absolute legend. During his 10-year football career, he won the Heisman and was inducted to the Hall of Fame. He is definitely the king of the Lions. Now, you hear a lot of successful people who are constantly setting goals for themselves. Their minds are set on the future, not Barry. Barry's philosophy has always been stay in the moment. He knew that the best way to not only be successful, but savor his success is to take things one step at a time. This interview covers everything from Barry's childhood love of football to the mindset that drove his career. You don't want to miss this episode of True Underdog Classic. Barry Sanders, staying in the moment. How are you doing, Barry? I'm doing great, man. It's hey,
1: great to be here. Thanks for having and, me.
0: And you know what? We're we're here in in Detroit, Michigan area, right? You're still here where you got drafted. You're still living here in the community. Uh, I want the listeners and followers, for those that don't watch football, to understand how big of an icon you are in this state and for this team. I mean, you, me being a diehard Lions fan my entire life, and I know a lot of the 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 people here that are filming this show with us, they're huge fans. They had you sign in stuff before we got on here. And you've been out of the game for over 20 years. And You know, when you got drafted by the Detroit Lions, you were the best running back in college. You broke all the records for rushing yards and touchdowns. You get drafted the number two pick. You remember who the number one pick was?
1: Yeah, I remember her number one Who's pick. That? Yeah, the number one pick that year was Troy Aikman. That's right. And I was actually number three. Oh, you were number, yeah, three. I was number three. That's right. That's yeah, so yeah, it my three. Fault. You were yeah. number three. But I'll take two though. I'll, take, take, I'll take number two. You know why I said number that two though. money? I'll take number two but money. No. <laughs> number two money. They owe you that
0: money. Tony Mandrich was number two. Right. And that didn't last long. That's what I meant. So you were. there. Right. It was. It was Troy Aikman. Then it was Tony Mandrich. Then it was you. And you came into the game, and you were. Rookie of the year, your uh, rookie year, you, you you broke a thousand yards. You almost won the rushing title and you were such an icon here in Detroit. And the way you carried yourself on and off the field, I want people to understand that not only did you break records, but, you know, who you are as an individual in the community, as an adult post football and what it was like growing up. So let's start in your family life growing up. You have, you're one of 11, is that correct?
1: I'm one of 11. Okay. Um, there were three boys, eight girls. Oh wow! Um, you know, I'm right there in the middle on number seven. Okay. And uh, grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Yep. Um, you know, and and one one small small thing I'll say about it, just to give you an idea of how I was raised. Uh, I was raised to say yes, ma'am. Yep. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. You know, I, you know that, that's the way I approach to any adult as well. I was taught to, to, uh, to address any adult. Right. Um, and so, you know, and so just things like that, um, you know, dad was very, very firm, um, you know, and hardworking and, and mom was a little more, two, two very different personalities, you know, mom was much more laid back. Um, didn't, didn't say a whole lot, um, you know, unless she was, uh, Maybe griping out dad or something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, we've um, all been there. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. But, but, um, but, you know, I would say a pretty solid, uh, stable, uh, foundation is, uh, one that I was fortunate enough to, to come from.
0: So you had great parents. Your dad worked hard. Your mom was laid back. I mean, you know, you're one of 11. You're right in the middle, of lucky seven. What was it like? You know, I know your dad was in the roofing business, correct? Um, what was it like for you to, want to do things in Wichita, Kansas, that's a small town, right? I mean, it's not that big, right? And to want to play football and to do things, but being part of a big family, were there some struggles, were there, were there other sports you wanted to play? Were there things sometimes that held you back from doing the things you need to do as a kid, because you were helping, you know, with, with your family?
1: Um, well, for, for me, I wouldn't say there were really really things that held me back. I mean, sports wise, activity wise, yeah. whatever could get me out of the house yeah. doing something productive, then my, my parents were all for it. You yeah. know, so, so I I was always outside running, playing, jumping, playing with friends. Um, you know, and <clears throat> for a pretty early age I was playing uh, playing sports, mm-hmm. um, basketball and track and football. Um I you saw know, you so, really
0: liked basketball, but your dad wanted you to play football?
1: Well, no, I mean, he, he like, well, he knew I was a football player, yeah. I guess. I didn't, I didn't, I thought I was a hooper, you yeah. know. <laughs> thought
0: you were like Isaiah Thomas I thought I was a hooper. Through. Yeah,
1: okay. But, but he knew I was a football player. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was, that was more so it, but, um, but yeah, but I, I played all those, um, you know, growing up and, and, uh, you know, so yeah, I was always very active as far as that, um, you know, and, and really um, I started playing organized football when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. But I was an avid follower of college. How and good were you High at nine? school and
0: were were you one of the best players on the team at nine?
1: My first year I I believe I was. Yeah. Okay. My first year I was. Um I um it's funny because my first game, my first game ever, um, I was playing with a team called the Beach Red Barons. And um I'm pretty sure the first game I played in some Chuck Taylors.
0: Oh wow! Right, it's hard to run out there, in Chuck Taylors.
1: <laughs> I played in some Chuck Taylors, so I had a great game, um, a couple touchdowns, whatever, some good tackles, and so I was able to convince my dad after that to go and buy me some some cleats. After the uh, some, they were actually some Juice Mobiles.
0: Juice Mobiles. Juice
1: Mobiles. My spot built, um, uh, you know, and obviously they were uh, they were um, named after OJ. Yep. Uh, the juice, uh, you know, who Another great he, running was, back. he was amazingly popular yep. in the seventies, what, what, what have you. So, so yeah. So um, I think, I think that first year I had a really good year. Um, and then, you know, um, years, you know, following that, it was kind of, kind of some, some really good years, some not so good years, but the first year was, was very good.
0: You competed, I would assume sometimes with your brothers to see who would be more athletic. I'm sure you played some sports against them. Were you the fastest?
1: Oh no, well I have a brother, um I have two older brothers. Mm-hmm. Um Byron is just a year older, mm-hmm. right? But growing up he looked like he was like five or six years older than me. Um and then my oldest brother, boy, is like eight years older. Um so so Byron and I were always together. Um I was always sort of following him around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and whatever he did, that's what I did, you know, so oftentimes that involved playing football with the older boys, you know, and so, and so that's really, um, that was really sort of my first taste of playing football, just, you know, being there in whatever vacant lot we found or someone's yard, um, and just being with the older boys, trying to, you know, trying to fit in with them basically. Uh, so, but, but as far as the fastest, no, no, I, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously um, at that age, you know, a two or three year difference uh, is um, uh, is, is you know, is very obvious and makes a big difference. So. So, no, I was just again, I was just one of the one of the younger kids trying to follow the older boys.
0: So you think at that age and I, and I like to reemphasize this on the show all the time. A lot of the listeners, they get stuck in spots or they feel like, oh, I don't have talent or I don't have the skill set. And, you know, here you are you've got two older brothers, you join a team and you're lights out. You're great your first game. But I asked, are you a little faster? than your brother's like, no, probably not. You're young, but you had this competitive advantage and you had this hunger obviously to play. And I'm, I'm sure your, your brothers had that as well. But when you went out on that football field, you did good your first year point to that is, is you didn't know you were going to be that good. And you went out there. Is it a competitive insight that you have? Was it natural talent what do you think really gave you an edge when you were on that first year even at nine to be different than some of the other kids
1: well i had a passion
0: Passion. and love for the game yeah um
1: and you couldn't you couldn't keep me away from the game i mean i was always watching it uh and i was always playing it um whether at recess or after school or or at practice. You couldn't get, en- you
0: couldn't get enough, <laughs> I right? Could,
1: I could not or or if I wasn't doing that, I was playing my electric football game. Okay. You know, so <laughs> Yeah. Is that what the you little thing was? Absolutely around? Yeah, absolutely. I that. Yeah. Absolutely. That was that was you know, that was my sort of uh video game or Madden football. Um but yeah, that was you know, so the game it it was something about the game that just um kinda took a hold of me. It was a why. Um, and, you were uh,
0: passionate about it. It was something that you hooked on. I just loved it. Passion. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and I'd have to I'd have to give dad credit. I mean, he was a, he was an avid football fan. Yep. Um, you know, and you, you just mentioned the fact that I'm one of 11. Well, he's just a working guy. He had, he had season tickets to Oklahoma Sooner football, mm-hmm. you know, and he always tells a story that in the early seventies, um, you know, whenever they raised the tickets and, and, you know, he had one too many kids, he had to give up his season tickets, but but uh he he was a serious man um and so and so that's where a lot of it comes from um and so yeah i mean i just i couldn't i couldn't get enough of it i, I loved uh i loved the raiders um you know that was my favorite nfl team but Everybody was he
0: like the silver and black when they were young
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It was and a I, cool
0: it was a cool uniform. I
1: guess yeah, and plus they were always winning back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they had good teams back then. <laughs> yeah, they were too. always winning. Um and um, you know, but whether it was high school ball or college ball what was or that pro like ball, high school? I just loved it. You, I just you know, loved you, it.
0: You came into high school and you played, and a lot of people know your story. You came in, I think, as a cornerback starting out, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then cha- converted over to running back. Was that a, you know, was that coach there in high school one of the mentors for you to really take things to the next level. Well, you know, what? who were some of your mentors along the way? Was it high school? Was it, I know oh, your yeah. dad was, but yeah. but was it high school? Was it college? Who kind of helped mold the direction you're, you know, you ended up going?
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say um, high school coach. Um, well, my junior year, you, you, as you mentioned, I was still playing defensive back, mm-hmm. which, um, I mean, for me, I just love playing the game, yeah. right? So I, I, I was obviously, um, you know, still growing in, into my myself, um, you know, and, and uh, coming into my own, I guess you could say. And so I love playing the game. My junior year, I was starting defensive back. My brother was a starting running back, um, you know, and after my junior year, the longtime coach retires mm-hmm. and goes to athletic director, hires the new coach. And the new coach, he he comes in and just with a completely different mindset and attitude, um, just a fun-loving guy, a lot of quirky um sayings, mm-hmm. you know, it's great to be young, alive, and a red skin. You know, yeah. that's, that that was our um that was our uh, mascot. Um you know I know that's that's controversial. It's sort of controversial now. Yeah. But um but Darn. but uh, yeah, yeah. but no but we but but he um yeah he just had a whole different philosophy and so um he's the one that he's the one that after the fourth game of my senior year said no we're gonna I think we're gonna make Sanders a running back. I think it's actually the third game, but he was like, yeah we're gonna make Sanders a running back um, he's, he's, he's an okay defensive back, but I think he's, I think he's put on earth to be a running back. Um, and so. And that's uh, your
0: senior year. That's my you senior year. Were getting looks your junior year as a corner? I
1: was getting, I wasn't getting any looks. Oh, I thought, I thought that. I was a pretty good defensive back, honestly, but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to seen you pick one off and do a little shift to take it to the house.
1: No, me. I love, I love the contact, yep. you know, um. And uh I loved uh just everything about being a corner, you know, and, and like for for a small guy, relatively small kid, I mean that was a good place to be if you were athletic. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I was sort of the kick returner um type guy, but um but yeah, but coach Burkholder. Uh, came in and, and, um, put you in there. and put me, put me at running back and, and really the rest is history. But he's a, a guy, actually, he's a, a friend to this day. I mean, we still talk, so cool. um, and, uh, and get together and things like that. Um, just, you know, he, um, he loved being around kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it, um, it, you know, you knew that that was where he really wanted to be. It wasn't a chore. Um, you know, he loved football. Yep. He was passionate um, like you were. He, he, that's what, that's, guys that's had what had he to, was. He shared the That's passion. what he was. He was passionate about it. Um, he had been around some great players because he had, he had coached at junior college um, in Kansas and he had been around Mike Rogier oh, yeah. and Ron Springs and, and a couple guys like that. And so for me, that was very fascinating. And another thing he would he would do um, the day of the game, uh, he would show these videos of great running backs that had played in the big eight conference. Mm-hmm. Now it's the big 12. Right. And one of those running backs was Billy Sims. Yep. Right. Um, and all those great Oklahoma sooner running backs. Well, he highlights. Billy Sims, oh, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Billy Sims, Barry Switzer, yeah. anything Oklahoma Sooners, But, um, but he was us those, those highlights there, the game. Um, and it was just great inspiration for me, um, as an aspiring running back, um, you know, to, to, to see that footage. Um, and it was just just more um, sort of excitement mm-hmm. and just something I always remember to get hyped up for, for the high school games.
0: You know, one thing that you just shared here, and I, I talk about this all the time, is we hit pivotal points in our life where I believe there's no such thing as a wrong decision. That's what I always tell people. Look, a you, whatever decision, when you come to a crossroad, whatever you decide, it's the right decision. As long as you're all in on it, you can't look backwards. Once you look backwards, now it's the wrong decision. You're second guessing it, but people we meet relationships, we have different things can change our entire life. Imagined if he didn't make you the running back. Think about, I mean, right. He saw right. something. Let's put him at running back and it did in the rest of history and there's always different pivotal moments and i'm sure there's games and then times in college that every step we make every day that we get up and we and we take part in that day those decisions affect the rest of our life now we don't want to scare ourselves and go everything i do is going to change everything but it really does people we meet relationships right. everything changes everything for your whole path that God has for you. That's what you believe. Like that is your path and you have to make those decisions. So what's really cool is here you are. I go back to, in my business, like, oh, there was this pivotal moment when I met this guy and did this, or, oh, I decided to take a chance on that. Where if I didn't, where would I be today? That's a spot right there that at least I'm seeing as a fan and, and, and doing this interview is like, look, if he didn't make you the running back, what then? You said you were getting no looks. You became the running back and off to the races.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Because I was, I was, um, (laughs) concerned really going into my senior year mm-hmm. because probably around my junior year or into my sophomore year, like the light bulb went off for me that um, actually, you know, eventually you're going to like graduate. And what do you want to do? Well, for me, the answer was I'd love to go to college and play college football. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, I, I just, you know, I wasn't serious about school, um, you know, and and uh, I guess I was just sort of punching the clock every day, I guess, guess you mm-hmm. could say. but. But I really remember just saying, oh, wow. And then a few of my buddies were getting looks from colleges. Um, In fact, there was a kid, um, big, big kid uh, that I played high school with named Joel Fry, who would sign with Oklahoma State. He was a lineman. He signed with Oklahoma State um, his junior year. Mm -hmm. And so they were really coming to scout Joel when they when they um, when they saw me playing, um, you know. And so but 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 point is, yeah, I I. so I had that thought, like, yeah, I I really want to go to college and play college football, but I'm getting no looks from anywhere. I don't know what I'm gonna do, you know. And um and that's when, you know, around the same time, um, Coach Burkhardt comes in, you know, and 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 uh, that sort of thing. So uh, so yeah, but but um I believe it that is un- that horse that, came
0: by for you to be running back, and you jumped on it and made the best of it.
1: And like you were saying in your previous statement, I, I believe something. I believe something similar when you talk about. You know destiny and and how things um, shape your life. As far as looking back on certain mistakes, mm-hmm. so certain things you look, you know, when they happen, they feel like a mistake. Yep. But but as I've gotten older, I, I realize that some of those things were really just lessons. Mm-hmm. You, you know, learn from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. weren't they weren't they weren't necessarily they weren't necessarily as big a mistake as you thought they were at the time. Mm-hmm. They really, you know, and and obviously it depends on how you handle them, mm-hmm. right, and how you go forward with them, or whatever. Um, but. uh but, you know, that's interesting, you know, just how life does take those twists and turns it's weird. and you just never know what's around the corner.
0: And, and you don't know what relationship or what decision is going to change everything. Absolutely. So you get in
1: because, because the previous <laughs> because I have to say this, the previous coach that had retired, he was adamant that I, I was not going to be a running back. You know, he was adamant uh, in that sense. and 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 really, the new coach told me that. Mm-hmm. Right. He told me that after the fact, he, you know, because the old coach had retired and become AD and hired him. And he was like, yeah, he he was never going to play you at running back. He told me that he just, he, he just didn't think you had the the the, uh, the toughness, you know, and, and he had grown up playing the game and, and coaching the game a certain way. Right. And so uh, and uh, and, you know, and and obviously um, my frame and wh- whatever. You were small. You were 5'8". Well, I probably wasn't even 5'8 at that time. But but okay. yeah, so so I just didn't look like his view of a running back. Right. You know, so uh, so you're right. I'm, I am very fortunate that that uh, the new coach came in and and, you know, he, he could see it, you know.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's great that sometimes people around us can see things that other people are missing to give us that opportunity. Absolutely. So when you got college offers, you know, I've I've seen a lot of the documentaries and the uh, football life, which is a great I mean, that was one of my favorites, not only because I'm a huge fan, but the whole story of you and, and getting to where you got in the NFL. And you're one of the most humble human beings I've ever met. I've met a lot of folks. You're very humble. You're never, you're never cocky or arrogant. I mean, your professionalism and the way you carry yourself is top notch. I've never met anyone that is is like that. So I mean, take that as a compliment because the world lacks that, including me. I'm always like, man, i Wish I was as polite or kind as Barry is to people all the time. I gotta no, teach my kids. On, no, no, man. I promise. On, I gotta teach on. my kids that. But one thing, you know, when you're when you're very humble like that, and you're not an outgoing, hey, what about me type person, you almost need these little roadmaps that are getting you to where you're going because you're not going to be out there screaming and taking what you want, which is what most people do you had to follow that destiny with certain relationships that you've made or, or that saw things in you that others might not have that have accelerated your path. Let's go to when you were getting recruited. What were the top three schools that offered you a scholarship or, or to bring you on for football?
1: Well, the, the schools that it offered me was Oklahoma State, Tulsa, and Iowa State. Yeah. Those are the schools. But um, when you talk about humility... I don't know. Maybe how often have you been to Kansas? I think you said you've never been there. Never been maybe to you gotta, Kansas. Maybe got go. to go. I'll go with you. Some, you know, some folks that have a little humility, but <laughs> but no. I, you know what? I think for me, in my mind, I, I was always that kid um, who was always sort of trying to get there, and I, you know, and and I was always, um, you know, not big enough or fast enough or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think I always play with that chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and. And that really heavily influenced me. I, I think also I probably took on more of my mother's personality, you know, because my, my, my dad, if you ever had been around him, he, he's, he's not what you would call humble. Uh, right. <laughs> um, You know, and he, he loved interviews. He loved. Oh, the I loved his interviews. Every time Absolutely. he spoke,
0: I spoke. I loved it. It was great.
1: And and so um and so and, and probably he, he's he's one who um, would often keep one humble as well. Um but um but I think I take on my mom's personality as far as that. Um, you know, but for me it was just all about you know, always about playing the game, um and, and uh trying to be great at it, you know, and 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 really, you know, trying to be great at whatever level I was. You know, in high school I wanted to be a a, a good high school player. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh and you know and the same in college. You know, I was I was never I think I, I could say I was never too far ahead of myself. Yeah, and um, I think that's again because of, especially in the early days, it was so hard to, it was so hard really to get any traction, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I just love playing the game and being on the field. But but to answer your question, yeah, the three the three colleges were um, Oklahoma State, Tulsa, and Iowa State. I, I have to say this though, I had pretty much in my mind resigned to the fact that I wasn't going to go to school in Kansas, um, you know, because they had horrible. Football programs, mm-hmm. um K State, KU and and uh, Wichita State were the three like major schools as far as football. And so out outside of uh Kansas, uh those were the schools that I that offer me and those were the recruiting trips that I took.
0: And your dad wanted you to go to Oklahoma and you took Oklahoma State. Did it hurt his feelings?
1: Well he 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 was bothered? a big let me let me he was a big Oklahoma Sooner fan. I didn't I didn't get recruited by
0: right, University but, but, of Oklahoma.
1: Right. Right, he, you know. Um, so what happened is, um, one of the coaches, the coach at Tulsa,
0: mm-hmm.
1: had had convinced my dad that I would come in and play early, right? Which he was probably right. I, I probably would have. Um, and if you remember, well, you you weren't around. You're you're you know you're young. You're a lot younger. You're a lot younger than me. But um, I'm forty. The, but I remember just, some. But like, if you think about
0: Thurman late seventies,
1: eighties football, yeah, teams would stockpile. Players because there was like unlimited scholarships. You're right. So so you you look at the Oklahoma Sooners um, bench and you see ten running backs. You know and and a lot of times um, it was so, almost like an unwritten rule. The co- co- certain coaches would recruit certain players just so another school didn't get them. Oh, right. Yeah. They would they would n- never, see, so the they would never, they never see, see the field. So they recruit them. They never see the field. See the field. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I the same. Thing, it was the same case at Oklahoma State. We had we had a ton of running backs and they were all from places you, where you would think, okay, these are these are this is where football players come from. So. Growing up in Kansas, you um you're almost conditioned to believe, okay, well the real ball players come from Oklahoma, they come from Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, we had we had a whole list of guys from Oklahoma and Texas and On you know, that team was Thurman on the team. Thomas. And, and obviously Thurman Thomas as well, right? Yeah. So so my dad was like, Yeah, don't you don't wanna go there with all those guys, you'll you'll never see the field. But in this in this in this, you know, um also with that, obviously, like I mentioned before, the the coach at Tulsa had convinced him, oh, yeah, he'll come in and be an immediate starter. So I understand. I understand, you know, why my dad was very, very uh, apprehensive. And, you know, he had probably not, not a great reaction to me signing with uh, with Oklahoma State, um, you know. And, and it was one of those days that I look back on and I was like, wow, that was that was difficult, you know, because when it was coach, a hard moment. Yeah. Well, the coach came from Oklahoma State uh, the morning of um, signing day, morning before school. Um and he just wanted to you know say, say hi to everyone and congratulate me on signing with Oklahoma State. Um and uh, and Dad wouldn't even shake his hand. Mm. You know Dad wouldn't shake his hand. He he walked through the living room. Coach tried to greet him. It wouldn't say anything to him. Um went to the front door and as he was leaving he said I think he's making a mistake. And as a kid, I was like, "You got to be kidding me! Is it's just really happening?" It's right crushing now. you at the yeah, moment, yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. And,
0: and he was only looking out the best for thought, you again, He, he just thought he was thought, for the he best thought. thought.
1: Yeah, I, you know, he I, didn't
0: know what would happen. He said, "Look, this is a path that's going to be easier for you." Absolutely, we want to protect our kids. We want right. to get them in the path. I to see be successful. that now. Right. right? I
1: didn't see it then. Then you're and like, fortunately, yeah. my mom was there for support. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I can only imagine what you know what conversations they had uh, um, after that, you know, because. Uh, Obviously, I'm one of eleven. Mm-hmm. I had a, f- a few other siblings in, in college at the time, mm-hmm. and I, I think she must have reminded him that you know you might want to be be um, you might want to be a little more uh, um, thankful yeah. that you don't have to pay for this kid to go to school.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, full right. Might want to be a little thankful. Yeah,
1: a little, a little more thankful. So, but he eventually, obviously, he he came around. Um, you know, what and, was it like and, the first uh, year
0: when you weren't playing and Thurman was playing? Was that tough
1: for you? I loved it. You loved it. No, I loved it, man. I was Why? Because because going back to that thought I had as a high schooler, I want to play go and play college football. So I was I was in Stillwater on campus, um, suiting up every Saturday, seeing the field on special teams, um, played more than I thought I would because uh, you know, certain just through certain circumstances. Um, I don't know how many carries I had my my freshman year, but no one you know, no one would have predicted I would see the field that much as a freshman. And so uh, – and I'm there, you know, as kind of – I wasn't really Thurman's backup because I was – I don't know where I was on the depth chart, but I, I wasn't, like, immediately behind him. Right, right. <laughs> so – but, yeah, so I was exactly right where I wanted to be, um, and I was working diligently every day. Um, I, I mean, I, I loved everything about it.
0: Now, a word from our sponsors – You were fulfilling a dream. Something absolutely. you wanted to do. That was absolutely. your why. That was your passion you talked about earlier. Yeah. You were living it. Did you have I to, was. Did you have to pinch yourself sometimes like I can't believe I'm here doing this, what I love? Was Absolute, that a feeling? Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: That that was a feeling, but, but at the but at the same time it was it was a more of a reality. Um college football was more of a reality, check, I would say, because especially if you talk about 1986 um time frame where there were no nca restrictions on how long you could practice how many days you could practice we we had no days off right we had no, no days, days off so so even even on sunday we'd have to come in and lift after the games and watch film and and that kind of thing so and then monday we'd start all over again i mean it, we we literally had it was no day that we did not practice mm-hmm. um and so it was a, it was like i said before it was a reality check in that um it was a major time commitment um, and, uh, and some guys folded under it. Um, and for me, you know, again, uh, it was, it was, it was difficult because it was so much different. I guess in my mind, I ne- I'd never even thought about how different it would be. Even, even the way the coaches talk to you was much different than in high school. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And it didn't get much yeah. better in the NFL. I've heard some well, stories. The thing, yeah. the because a lot of
1: these guys go back over. and forth between college and NFL. Yeah. So they're talking to you like they're still in the NFL yeah. and, and, you know, uh, and so it's, it's much different, but, but, um, yeah, but for me, you know, it was just either time to embrace it or, or give up. And I, I remember a couple of kids packing up their stuff and hey, I just can't, I can't do this, you know? Um, so, uh, you're definitely, so,
0: yeah, yeah, you definitely have the passion that you've shared. You were living what you wanted to, but it was harder than you thought it would be.
1: Absolutely. It was a lot it made more, you appreciate a it lot more though. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, to me, it just it just pushed me. Right. It It pushed me. Yeah. Because because I was always a worker. Mm -hmm. You know, I was that I was that kid in high school um, jogging through my neighborhood. Um, Didn't matter whether it was a Friday or Saturday night or whatever. Uh, I I didn't go out a whole lot, you know. And and um, and so I I I wanted to I wanted to improve even as as a younger um, kid and at a younger age Um, and even movies like Rocky. You know, when you see Rocky running through the streets, I mean, that was, you know, that was one of those things to me that just just kind of clicked. like, okay, you know, I know this is a movie, but maybe that's what some guys do, you know. And so that's one of the reasons why that that I did the same thing. I would go I would just go jogging, um, you know, and doing whatever I could to, in my mind, improve, Um, you know, so so being pushed at O-State, it helped me. You know, I put on some weight, um, put on some strength speed. I just just, you know, sort of grew into myself, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, matured.
0: Things um, clicked.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there was there was nothing that the weight coach would ask me to do that I wouldn't do and, and try to do more. You know, so so uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was right where I wanted to be as a, as a freshman. I loved it because I knew. Um, one, you know, Thurman Thomas, I mean, the previous year he had been in the Heisman Trophy discussions, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And so, and so I knew that, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here watching a big time college player every day. So this is good.
0: Learning everything you could watching him. And I know you guys are good friends and everything you watched him do that. I'm sure that was, oh, wow, I can soak all this up and be better and see what his work ethic is like, see what he's going through. It kind of gave you the knowledge to step into that role.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. To, to see, cause, cause you know what's, what's interesting about being in that setting, you see certain guys go off and play in the league, right? You you just never know like what kind of player they're going to be in the NFL. But just to see certain guys that actually got drafted, um, that made some guys were sort of a surprise, but you knew Thurman was like headed there, yeah. right? You know he was <laughs> he Great was well on back. his way, yeah. Um, and so uh, and so for us, that was that was a big deal just to
0: just to kind of be in the shadow. Yeah, good. So you go in and and you break all the records. I don't know if some of the fans and followers and and viewers know this, but you were the first player to be drafted that wasn't a junior or senior. Is that correct? It Was after your sophomore year? After your, no, after
1: my junior year. After your junior year, I'm the, I think I'm the first junior in the NFL.
0: That's what I meant to be drafted into the NFL. NFL
1: right? Yeah, NFL. Yeah, because because Herschel Walker. Yep. Had he was a junior, but he went into the USFL
0: and then came to the NFL.
1: Right, and yep. I think Mark, Mike Roseier, Mike Ruggier as well had been underclassmen, but they went like? to the USFL. What was
0: that like, <laughs> being the first in the NFL to be drafted like that? I don't think people talk about that. It was kind of scary. So, yeah, right.
1: Honestly, it was kind of scary um, because it was, you know, I, I knew that it had sort of been a trend of juniors coming out, going into the other league. Um, I didn't know how the NFL would would um, react, um, you know, and, and, it, and it involved sort of some uh, legal issues or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so – so really, for me, I think the timing was just right. I'm fortunate that that um, they were receptive to it at that time. You couldn't
0: have had a better you know? season. You broke every record. You couldn't have had a better season. The I mean, time in college. was then oh, talking about in college. Oh, yeah, you broke right, all those right, records. Right, yeah. That was the time to go. Right. You can't. Was, that, that's that's how that works.
1: Yeah, but but it, there were still sort of a long established principles in place mm-hmm. that you were coming up against, and you, you broke know? down that wall though. I
0: did. Mean, I
1: did. I did. Yeah. I did. yeah. And so that, that, to answer your question, it, it was a little bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but obviously I was excited about the possibility and, and and the chance of being playing, you know, playing in the NFL.
0: So all the records, you won the Heisman. Is that one of your greatest accomplishments in, in football?
1: Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is, man. And it, I it's guess a
0: big group that you're, I mean, that's a, a very prestigious group that you're with with the Heisman.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, so much changed after I won the Heisman. Just in life, you know, so so many things change because I I think I feel like um, up to that point um, I was still pretty much I mean some people knew me but um, you know when I won the Heisman it,
0: it was um, like the lights came on and everyone knew who you yeah, were then, yeah yeah
1: huh? I mean wherever you went wherever I went yeah I was kind of recognized and especially like in Oklahoma in um, places like that so it, it changed a lot um, but but yes I mean again, being a lifelong fan of the game and watching um, watching all those Heisman Trophy ceremonies, you know, whether you're talking about um, Tony Dorsett, right? Or you're talking about Vinny Testaverde or Doug Flutie um, or the list goes on and on. I, you know, I mean, uh, Herschel Walker, uh, Marcus of, Allen. Herschel's uh, one of my favorite of all time, too. Yeah, I mean, but. you know, so, so being that kid, watching all those ceremonies um, and then being there, um, hearing them call my name, that it was, it was, it was a shocker. Even though I had a, a fantastic year, I still was was not sure, um, you know, if I was going to win it because Troy Eggman had, had a great year as well. Um, you know, and and uh, and he was like the preseason favorite. He's a, and He's a quarterback. I <laughs> right, mean,
0: quarterbacks right, usually get that it. Point, that's that's that how point, it usually yeah. is. How a quarterback's going to get it, right? And it I
1: didn't is. know. I, I I don't know if Testaverde or Flutie was a previous year from him, but yeah. But but you're right. Yeah, t- a lot of quarterbacks that won it. But I was just glad, obviously, to, to be a part of the ceremony. Um, I I was thrilled that I would had such a great year, and and um, that kind of thing, and and uh, and just happened to be in Tokyo, Japan um playing a game because you know obviously schedules are made out years in advance and so yep. and so um we had scheduled a game there on December 3rd of of um 1988 uh <laughs> yeah um and so that excuse me that's where I was and so obviously you know you're uh 12 13 hours time difference um you know the game happened to be, the game in Tokyo happened to be that same day. Yep. So it was just, it was just crazy, man. It Surreal. was absolutely crazy. Uh, just all, all the different drama going on. But, but yes, um, the Heisman was a very, was a very, a very big deal. But at that point I was still thinking I would still come back to school though.
0: Yeah. And, and look, I, I cannot relate to that whatsoever. <laughs> However, in my business, there's a EY entrepreneur of the year award that I got nominated for. And I was like, that's not really a big deal. And then I saw how big a deal it was. And then I went and tried to compete to get it. And then when I, I didn't think I was going to win it when I went to Atlanta and then they called my name. I was like, what? I, I it was surreal to me. I can semi relate, not the same thing, but winning an award in my industry that I, that is really prestigious that I never thought I can win. Even though I worked my butt off and I was just appreciative to be nominated. I can semi relate to when you win something like that. It's like, wow, all that hard work feels like I did something great here. Right. Right. Is that right? You validate all those, all those sleepless nights, all that hard work you put in the jogging, the seven days, you know, working out the learning, the watching the video, the busting your tail on the field and the way you carried yourself throughout that was just amazing. I think that was another thing. People love your character equal as much as they love how good you are as a player. And I think that's a big deal.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And, and and it's such a cherished memory, man, Heisman. And I think about um, and I was fortunate, too, because I, I was I was a great player. But I think about the guys that I played with, um, you know, again, you're talking about late 80s. And so I had I had five fifth year senior offensive linemen. Right. So these guys who were experienced. Um, they were they were older than me. All those guys were older than me, um, you know, and not just that, but they but they loved the process and and um, just the excitement, you know, surrounding the hall the, the Hall of Fame, the uh, the Heisman, um, and they knew early; those guys knew early that we had something special. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to go out and play for you know, um, and for me in in, in their words, um, they wanted to block, uh, you know, and and uh, they knew that we had a chance to do something historic. Um, and so those are some of the things that I, I think about as well. Is that those those guys, those those linemen who. Um, who really cherished that moment? Yeah, and really saw early in that season that oh no, we have a chance to really. I mean, great. right? Absolutely. We're we're you know most of us were thinking um, you know Thurman's gone to the pros, man. Now now what are we gonna do? You know uh, they they were thinking no we I think we're gonna be okay. Um, yeah. You know so but I but I think about those guys as well because obviously in your in your business uh, um, also that you know it's 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 such a great um, team game and you need people around you uh, to, to to make you great. Um, true. You know, and bring out the best in you.
0: That's exactly I guess. True. So,
1: uh, so the same thing applies for me,
0: especially for that year. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. So you get into the NFL, Barry, and, and you're playing for the Lions. You're drafted third. You're rookie of the year for offensive rookie of the year, right? In '89. And almost win the rushing title. I remember that like yesterday reading it because it was Christian Akoy. And I always bring this up because I was a huge fan. And I'm like, Barry's going to win this. And I think the Lions were up. And there was an opportunity where you could have had the ball and got the title your rookie year. And you said, let the other guys run. Just touch base on that a little bit because that is your character that people don't understand. Well, well, they understand, oh, but I like to share it even more. Let that they need to see this. I mean, this is a rookie who just won the Heisman. That's in the NFL. And I think you were ten yards away. Is that right?
1: right. Something like that. Yeah, yep. yeah, um, yeah. I mean, going into that last game in Atlanta, it had been a great year. Um, I mean, for me individually, I mean, we we didn't. I don't know how many games we won. We weren't going to the playoffs, um, but <clears throat> we were. We were. That was our last game. Um, I knew that I was. Um, you know, me and Christian Okoye were right there, um, you know, as the leaders, the leading rushers in the league. Um, and maybe I, I think he had played earlier that day or something mm-hmm. like that. That's what happened. Um, I remember. And, uh, and had a good game. And so I needed however many yards uh, to be able to get the rushing title. It was 10.
0: I remember. No, but I mean, but I mean oh, the game, for the, the game, for the whole game, I yeah. needed 100 and whatever yeah. yards
1: yeah. for the game. And and, and and I ended up having a very good game that day, several touchdowns and late in the game. Um, I've you know I learned that um, I'm only ten yards away from the Russian title, but whatever the score was, the game was well out of hand. Uh, we were going to win, um, and it was the last game of the season. Um, and you know, it was it was really the time where you put in guys, your second string guys, or whatever. Um, and so they asked me, do that I won't want to go back in, and you know, because I'm only ten yards short of the Russian title. I was like, no, let, let let the other guys play, man. I mean, it's been a great year. Um, I don't I don't feel like I need the Russian title to to uh validate this season. It's already been a great season. Um I think later on I would learn that I was rookie of the year. I think that's voted on probably later, like in January or yep. something like that. You know, so I, I had already known that, that yeah, I mean, I had accomplished pretty much everything I wanted during that year, other than going to the playoffs. Um and so that that was really my mindset. Um selfishly as
0: a fan, I wanted you to win that. That would have been just great. Like rookie of the year wins the rushing title. But also as a fan to mm-hmm. know that you said no. Right. Like let those guys come in. That's true teamwork. You were just talking about the offensive linemen. Like that's that's what people in the world need more of, especially with our athletes, right? That, to know that look, team comes first and it's about us being unified together and doing things, not really. Selfish, you know, stuff. I love Terrell Owens. I and I yeah. love the comment. I love me, some me. I kid around with my kids and say that. Because I love my favorite line. I love me, some me. But right. in real world, I don't. Like I'm always right. like, eh, right. I'm a little embarrassed or shy about stuff. And I don't want it to be just about me. I want it to be about our organization or my partners and and our and our company and our employees. You are showing that on the field as a rookie who just won the Heisman Trophy, who's who gets drafted, you know, third pick in the NFL. And you're right there, and the coach, everybody's like, "Hey, you want to go and do it?" Like, no, let those other guys play. That's big, man. I mean, and I, I know they've talked about it in other shows, but that is that's big time. That's showing the character of look. It's not about me and myself, you know, uh, awards for to be selfish. It's about giving other guys a shot, giving right, them an opportunity right. to shine and make the roster or get a contract or do things right.
1: I agree absolutely, and and um, I'm gl- looking back, I'm even happier that I yeah. did it, you know, because. I I wonder had I gone in and won the Russian title that year would it would people even talk about it as much you know because I always get a chance to talk about that that uh that particular incident mm-hmm. you know they um, wouldn't have it'd <clears> have been so just one of I, the ones you won I figure it, yeah all right right I think I I almost think that it's almost a bigger deal now looking back and obviously that wasn't in my master plan of <laughs> any, yeah. any kind of, but no it's 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 the kind of player I was um you know I love playing the game and and You know, as far as chasing stats and things like that, it was just never it was just never really a part of who I was, you know. Um, And so and so, yeah, it is about the team. And and um, and after, you know, after the it's just it's just it's the same way that a team, if the game is out of hand, will take a knee. Right. I mean, there's no need to, you know, run up to obviously some coaches will run up the clock and some coaches will take a knee. Right. Right? So so for me, you know, um, show sportsmanship. Um, and let, let the other guys in.
0: So you play in the NFL, go to a few playoff games, win the, yeah. I know the 91 playoff game, it's the last win the Lions have had. I'm still a fan. It's hard. Still wishing we can win a couple more and maybe things will change. But let's talk about coaches. You had a handful of coaches, right? You've had players, coaches, and you've had some tough, hard knock, old school coaches. You would agree?
1: I would I would agree.
0: Both are very vital to the game. The Lions are in a situation now where they've got some coaching questions if we win i still think they've got a great shot just because the schedule looks a lot easier than it started Right,
1: coming up yes but
0: it was a complete change from one coach who caldwell was a player's coach and and patricia's more of an old school hard knock in your face coach right not what that one's right or not right but you lived through that with wayne fonts and bobby ross and some of the coaches you went through as a player to transition what advice could you give to even anybody because you transitioned from your old coach in high school to go what advice could you give to young players out there, athletes that have a coach change or even an NFL player that might be out there? It's like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? That's a complete culture change of coaches. What advice, since you've been through that and you see it now, could you give?
1: I would say for me that you want to always keep it about the game, you know, and about about your performance and, and what you can do. And I think great coaches bring out the best in you. Um, and, uh, and everyone has different personality, um, you know, and so, and so, yeah, I mean, it takes, you know, it takes sort of a a nice mixture of things and personalities to make the world go round. Um, you know, and, and so, um, and it's certainly in, 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 uh, on a professional level, football that coaches come and go, players come and go, um, you know, I mean, really, if you think about it, um. You know, at, at no other level do coaches come and go the same way that they do in professional football. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, and so, it's really something that that you just have to understand that part about the business, and, and that it's it's really about what you do in your pre- preparation every day. Um, you know, and and uh, appreciate the coaches for who they are, and and respect them for that um, for their differences, mm-hmm. you know, because literally pretty much every one of them are, are really, really different. Um, you know, and, and, uh, there's different approaches to being successful. Right. Um, you know, and, and that was, you know, those no, um, no greater example really from, you know, Wayne Funch to Bobby Ross, two, two completely different personalities.
0: Good. I think that's great advice. And I, you know, in, in being an entrepreneur running a business, we replace managers all the time leaders all the time, just based on, they want to move on or it's not a fit anymore. And so sometimes there's some, some culture shock of, well, we've got a player's manager and now we've got a take no crap. This is what we're going to do type manager. I believe there's a need for both in my business. I believe I'm not, I don't play professional sports. There's a need for both in sports because sure. some people need the hard knock to be pushed. Mm-hmm. And some people need that attaboy pat on the bat. Uh, but to 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 feel the accolades, right? There's that's so a, true. And there's yeah, no so perfect true. coach.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Because um, I just assume, I I assumed as a young player mm-hmm. that everyone was as motivated as I was.
0: Yeah,
1: and <laughs> that's not the case, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I assume that. But and so certainly you need some coaches uh, to really bring it out of certain guys. Um, because my my thinking always was, or I no, I shouldn't say always, but I learned that. Really, what the coach demands of you—that's just the—that's just the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. If if you want to be great mm-hmm. at it, that's the bare minimum. Um, and um, and so that was that was something that I learned. But for some players, uh, you know, they need to be pushed or or prodded or whatever else. And so, yeah, I mean, that that's those are one of the things that I, over time, I realized that. Oh, yeah, I mean, not everybody really is here to to try to be special, be great, or or are really to do their best necessarily you know because there there can be a lot of distractions obviously um you know and and for me I was always determined to to make sure that that my performance was was
0: the biggest priority how hard is it do you you think it is to become a professional football player i mean to to put in a few words and i know that's a that's a big question how hard is it to make it
1: well i think i think it depends i mean i think for some guys they might say it was relatively easy you know it may have been relatively easy. I don't Some know. Some people are born For with me,
0: great talent. Right. Like a whoa. Right? Well, and
1: I and I'm sure I was as well, but but I always I was always, like I said before, I was always um, you know, trying to get bigger, faster, taller even. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, me
0: and you need to find the same person right. to make and us was, taller,
1: okay? You know, I, I assume I assumed I need to be a lot taller. Um so I was always marking that spot on the wall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, hope, hoping I
1: got to like five, ten or six feet or oh, whatever. That's great. Uh, <laughs> um, Bought But special but,
0: shoes, stand up a little bit taller, flatten the back. Yeah,
1: I never did that. Okay, but I did. I did see they have a surgery now that can make you taller. But that's the whole They'd other. They like other, pull that's your legs out or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want
0: to do that. I'm scared. Um, but for some. I think generally
1: speaking, yeah, I I think it involves a lot of sacrifice, and I think you know one of the things that that I would point out is that um you know if you were like me and you played as a kid um. And you and you play in high school, and in college, you realize that every year, like less and less of your like buddies play, mm-hmm. right? You know, and and um and it can be kind of lonely almost, you know. If you, I mean, you know, if you if if that's really your goal, the NFL, you know. Um, and so which which is fine, right? Um, you know, because all all of your buddies that you're playing with in in high school, they're not gonna make it to the NFL, even though even though a lot of them think they are, you know. Which is, which is good. Um, and, and a lot of them aren't gonna go to college you know, and that's just a, sort of the reality of it. So I think there can be sort of that sort of um, transition um, of just meeting new people and yep. being in a new place and new faces and things like that. Um, you know, and then just, um, you know, the, the grind part of it, um, you know, I mean, to really be good at it um, and, and um, that sort of thing, it, 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 requires tons of time, tons, tons of, and I, and I have to say also good fortune. I mean, you know, I mean, there's some there's some great athletes out there that may have gotten injured. Um, other other circumstances may have happened, lost interest, mm-hmm. whatever else, um, you know, had the wrong coach, um, you know, playing out of position. Um, you know, so I, I would say, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of the right things have to come together in my mind for one to end up there. When you talk about all, all the kids that start off playing the game and and dreaming about being a professional football player. Um, you know, and so I think for me, I'm fortunate that I had um, I, I had the the uh, f- guess philosophy, uh, like I mentioned before, that I just never got too far ahead of myself. You know, I was always thinking about the moment, um, you know, and I was never, never thinking too far down the line because because I remember some of those kids, those kids that already had put themselves there, you know. Um, it's and, easier
0: to fail when you do that. When you're in high school and you're thinking i got to be in the NFL, you're not looking at the moment. It's easier to fail. I have a motto. You can't take an elevator in life. you got to take the steps. It's one step at a time. And if you're already looking at the top, like if you're in high school and you're not even focused on getting into college to play and you're bypassed at the NFL, that, that could hurt you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and you didn't I totally do that. You said that. you
0: stayed in your moment. You were like, I've got to be the I best want to right be great here. In
1: high, yes. At where I am at this moment, you know? And, and, and so I think for me that those, those things certainly helped me. Um, but, but yeah, I, but, but to answer your question, I would say extremely, extremely difficult, um, to be able to do it. And only a few make it. Mm-hmm. Obviously when you start out, you don't know how hard it's going to be. You know, you don't know the challenges that you're going to have to face. Um, but, uh. But yes, it, it not not
0: very easy. Good. Thank you. My son wanted me to ask that question. He said, make sure you ask, Barry, how hard is it to get in the NFL? So I want to make sure I ask that question. But what that does is that brings me back to the listeners and, and followers. But, but, but if you embrace, but another thing I learned too, though. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Small win, small step. You know, you take a couple steps up and every now and then you fall down, but you just keep absolutely. stepping up. And you never know you where there. you
1: end up in a year or two down the road. Absolutely. With Would the, with you those say small when you steps. get
0: to the top, it's still not enough because you still have to compete? Right? Absolutely. You still have Absolutely. to continue to grind. You have to, there is no, there is no right. top. You right. keep going, right? You agree?
1: I agree. Cause I, I've always struggled when people ask me the question, when did you know you finally made it? And for me, if I think back, um, I don't know that I ever had that thought.
0: <laughs> and that's what makes you so great because every day you're pushing to do better.
1: Because I was that. I was that guy that said, yeah, I, I, I want to continue to be great. Um, I know how tough it is, um, you know, and, and, um, the more success you you've had, the more difficult it'll be because you, you're a target. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a target, uh, especially especially in the game that I played. Um, and so uh, and so that was always my my mentality that that um, you know what I did last game doesn't matter as much. You know, um, you know what what are you going to do next? Yep. You know, and, and nothing's uh, ever
0: good uh, enough. You got to keep going, right?
1: Absolutely, don't and, settle. And, and and that's the word. That, that's the key thing is is not settling because because you see that happen. Right. You see people become complacent. Um, And for me, the joy, the joy was always, uh, Jason, just being um, young and being able to do those things. Right. And have have um, been in the position to put in the work to to be capable of doing those things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the only way the only way to to continue that was to continue to work at it, you know, and figure, you know, look, you know, what 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 is the weak part of my game? What can I do better? um uh those kinds of things but but uh but yeah you can't you got to be careful about about complacency and about um about resting on your on your laurels especially in that game especially as a running back you know was, the way the game the way the position was played back then I mean you knew you were going to carry the ball 20 25 times in game mm-hmm. um it was a brutal physical game um you know and and uh, obviously as fans watching it it's entertainment mm-hmm. but out there on the field you know it's it's serious business you, right? you understand it's, yeah. it's serious business mm-hmm. and, and it's you get how you hurt.
0: provide for your family. But you know what,
1: for me though, Jason, <clears throat> the, the biggest fear was not being able to be great, not, not being able to play as well as I know I could. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I mean, I, yeah, obviously I, I was aware of like injury, right. Um, you know, and, and obviously that was a very real, very real part of it. But for me, that, that was really my biggest fear is not being able to perform, um, up
0: to, to, to my standards, you know, and and, and you uh, kept raising your own bar, which is why I you tried kept to push. And you have absolutely. to to absolutely. be successful in life. You have to. You can't right. just be this. People will pass you.
1: <clears throat> and there and there are a lot of examples of guys who had great year or two, and then never hear from them again. You know, and 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 that's you know their their story, and it happens for whatever reason. But for me, I wanted to absolutely continue to continue to put my push myself because for me. You know, being in the NFL and being a running back Mm -hmm. in the NFL, you know, I don't want to say it was like royalty, but when I think back in my mind, right, to those early running backs that I love watching, Mm -hmm. you know, some of them you may be familiar with, some of them um, may not, Um, you know, Billy, someone like Billy Sims or someone like. Guy named Terry Metcalf. He played yeah, in the early I remember 70s, Terry Metcalf, yeah. You know for the St. Louis Cardinals. I've right? seen highlights. And, uh, him. I
0: wasn't. I wasn't old, right? Wasn't so, a,
1: or a guy like Joe Washington, or or obviously Tony Dorsett, or Greg Pruitt, or, or you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Great running backs. You know, Marcus Allen's and Herschel Walkers and Eric Dickerson's. So, for me to 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 be in, uh, you know, I got to mention Walter Payton. Um, but for for me to be in that position where those guys have been you know playing at the highest level playing my favorite position I you know I I had to put invest everything into it because it was it was like the greatest honor in life mm-hmm. right um you know and so I didn't want to let myself down um and uh and I knew that that uh, it demanded a lot um but it, so it wasn't it wasn't just okay I'm playing in NFL no I'm playing running back yeah. the greatest position um and the one that I've always looked up to and wanted to play and you know, had dreamt about and, and what, whatever. So, so yeah, so, so it was more to it than just, yeah you know, I'm, I'm playing running back in the NFL. It was a special, unique honor for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that fear of failure, not be meeting your standards is is a driver, it's one of your drivers that kept you going and, and raising the bar every day. And I think that, uh, you know, not only did you make the Hall of Fame, it's arguably the best running back in the NFL. People always go back and forth. Is it you? Is it Jim Brown? You know, is it Walter Payton? And I think, you know, the running back position has changed so much, in my opinion. It's more of a versatile running back that gets a lot of passes, and you don't see the 2,000-yard or 1,800-yard rusher anymore that's, you know, pounding and, and, you know, 20, 25, 30 times a game, you know, they carry a three running back committee, which is fine. The game has changed. Right. I don't know when in, in our lifetime, if we're going to see it go back to the way it was. And you're right that uh, the hard nosed football days all the way up to like late nineties, maybe early two thousands when it started to shift. Right. You know, the, you're up there with the best of the best. So kudos to you on that. And you made the hall of fame, another uh, point in your life, just like the Heisman that was like, wow, is this surreal? Correct.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it just brings back so many memories uh, of playing the game and, and, individuals you know who pushed me along and and uh you know on the field or off the field so yeah i mean that's something that obviously is is the pinnacle of the game and you think about the people that come came to watch you play um and the players you played against the stadiums you played in um and you know just universal sort of respect mm-hmm. um the highest respect and honor that I guess you could pay a player um so uh so yeah I mean that was that was a special unique honor for me and for my family for my dad to be able to witness mm-hmm. that um you know and and um you know I I guess I could almost say that without winning the super bowl you know, maybe I don't know that it replaces it, <laughs>
0: right? It would help. But it's always but it, nice, de- that it definitely
1: rich. helps to have had that amount of success yeah. in the game, um, you know, and because you know, you, it's almost like your story lives on forever, mm-hmm. um, and um, and you kind of left your mark. You know, it, it's like um, you know the, the stamp of approval. Everything um, you, you could you, possibly you do, the you game.
0: accomplished. Everything you possibly could do. You accomplish and even you could have accomplished more and you even step back. We talk about that like, hey, it's not about me. It's about the team and these guys getting a chance. That takes me to this part. Too many times fans look at players as that's all you are. You're Barry Sanders, NFL legend, Hall of Famer, Heisman winner, icon of the Detroit Lions, right? You're the face of the franchise. But they forget that even though you're passionate, this was still your job. That was your career that was this much of your life. You're a dad, you're in the community, you're doing things now as an ambassador with the Lions. There's a lot of things going on. Let's talk about post football if we can, right? It's because life's so much bigger than what we just do for our career. Even though that's part of you, you love it. It's a, it's, it's, I know what that's like a run of business. It's like my inside. It's like my own child. It's what I did. And I'm here and I'm doing that but there's so much of me that's still a dad. I'm a grandpa now, like all these things going on. I joke and say I'm a gilf because I'm 40 and I got a, I got a granddaughter, but you know, that means, uh, yeah, that's my joke. So going back to you being a dad and you, you know, there's so many other aspects. What is it like when you leave football? Because I've heard and read stories where a lot of players, that's all they know. And then they struggle. It's an identity issue. What was that for you to leave football and get into the real world again?
1: Well, I mean, it, it was tough to leave. I, I don't know that I'm back in the real world, you know, because I have a pretty good, pretty good life even now. But, um, but, but I mean, but, like you know, but, but not no, I know playing, what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. No, it, it was tough. It was tough leaving the game. Um, I mean, I felt a little bit like I had lost a relative mm. when I left because the game was so much a part of me. Um, but I knew for me it was time to move on, um, you know, but it it, it definitely hurt. Um, and I but I have to say this, though. My last, I don't know, couple years, year eight, nine, I think there was a small part of me that said, you know, I, I look forward to to what's next.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I embrace what's next, whatever that is, um, because, you know, when you're when you're there every day, you realize. Um, How fragile it is, Um, and and uh, although, yeah, I mean Tom Brady, he's and Drew Brees, they're playing twenty years, but some guys only play one two years, almost some guys play a few months, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. So the game is very fragile um, in in that sense, and um, nothing's given and guaranteed, right? And so, and, and so. That year eight nine or so i i i remember having that thought that you know what this this has been great, I've done so many great things um but there's a small part of me to say yeah i i do i do look forward to that mm-hmm. um and so but even when 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 that time came um then it, it was still tough to pull my weight, pull myself away from the game um I went back and forth um and and that sort of thing, and, and obviously, you know know how the story goes, and, and I retired after my 10th season. Um, I also learned that I'm never going to find something like football, mm-hmm. and I think that helped me as well, right? You're not just going to wake up someday. I, I may. I may find something.
0: Golf, maybe? I
1: may find something. Well, I'm not as good at, at golf, <laughs> but— but I enjoy golf but I'm not going to find something like football in that the excitement the thrill um you know the passion um you know the paychecks mm-hmm. you know all, all those things you know you're not necessarily going to find something like that May, maybe I will I mean that's I think that's the great thing in life you you never know what's around the corner but I I love um my life in retirement it's it's been fantastic honestly I mean the cool stuff that I've had a chance to do just being Sort of like a brand ambassador, mm-hmm. doing a lot of great work with um, with different uh, companies. Mm-hmm. One of which being Power Home Solar. Yep, you know, yep. Um, and we and, uh, and we love Power Home Solar uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. having I mean, you so, on is great. And some of them have been uh, new relationships. Some of them are have been sort of even long standing relationships, like Nike. Yep. and and groups like that. Um, you know, and I've been in business. Um, you know, I. Um, Part owner of a car dealership yep. in Oklahoma. I'm, I'm actually in the process of of um, of um, acquiring another car dealership in Oklahoma as well. Congrats! Yeah, uh, as we speak, and um, and just all the you know, and one of the, one of the greatest things I would say is um, is just a, the time I've been able to spend with my sons mm-hmm. in retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to, to be there and see every step of, of their growth, you know and in these very crucial years, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that's, that's, that's been very precious to me because I was always around my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he took me to work with him at a very young age, you know, and, and so, um, and so to me, that's just, just I'm fortunate that I was able to do the same thing to have to be around him like that, you know, and, and hopefully it'll make a difference. Yeah, um. <laughs>
0: Well, I've met your boys. you, of you, you've got great kids. And, um, and I think that, 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 that's the thing that a lot of fans don't realize that, you know, they think that the game, it defies the player and really the players defying the game. You know, you, you, well, you're so much bigger outside after that. There's your life is so that. much more than just that, even though everyone can enjoy in the the records and the, the games and everything. But after that, you know, that's where people, I think sometimes forget I was talking to Prater's a good friend of mine. And we were talking about, he was on an episode and it's like, you know, he, he's been a little nervous. What am I going to do after this? right? He, Dude, the world's so much bigger than this. And you know, that's Absolutely. you know, seeing you with your sons and you're doing a lot of things with different companies, including our company, and you got the car dealerships, and you know, you we talked about going golfing and you like golf. Like, there is so much more to Barry Sanders than just Lions Legend Hall of Fame. And that's what I think people need to understand that for athletes, that this is what they love and they this is what they're passionate about, but it is their job. Right. You know,
1: well, I have to say, I'm, I'm 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 fortunate that fans do remember me for being number 20 with the Lions. That's right, um, baby. And I don't I don't know that I ever do anything like I said before as exciting as that. Um, you know, so <laughs> so that probably that may be the most memorable thing that I do. Yep. But I'm okay with that.
0: Everybody yeah. compares themselves. You know, there's always this comparison. It's like this, like are you like Tom Brady or Peyton? It's always are you like Barry Sanders? Does that feel? I mean, I've heard it my whole life, and not just because I'm a fan. I hear it on TV. Is that does it feel good as a compliment absolutely. that people no, want to compare absolutely. themselves or other players to you?
1: It, no, it really is. And I feel, um, you know, I feel uh, like I'm maybe getting maybe too much credit because I, I've, you know, there's so many guys that I, I like I've mentioned already, that I, I've, you know, I um, imitated in some way. Or other, or they had an pr- impression on me, or influence on me. Man,
0: I think you make. So Chris now they're Berman.
1: giving me. Then now they're giving me credit for a lot of that stuff. But well, but, I don't you know, know, man. I I, <laughs> I remember watching when NFL but show would it, come on with it. Chris
0: Berman, and it was there goes Barry the thirty, the forty, the fit. Like that was that was the giddy up right there. The the your highlights. We're always the the best-watched thing. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased I'm a Lions fan. That was the best thing to watch back in 89, 90, 91, 90. I mean, that's what it was on his show. I think that that helped propel ESPN the way it was because a lot of the games didn't have the flashy of, you know, you're going to get all 11 players to miss before you get in the end zone. That's pretty remarkable,
1: right? No, hey, I, hey, I, I take pride in that. Um, like I said, I, I love being a running back in the NFL and, and the challenge. Yeah. Uh, the challenge of it, and you know just sitting back there you know before the snap, not knowing what's gonna happen, knowing that you're you're the target um you know and and being able to create some of those runs i mean mm-hmm. to to me there was a certain there was a certain art to it, and like i said i wanted to i wanted to um uphold you know that standard of i mean when you when you watch someone at least for me anyways you know when I watch guys like Walter Payton. Room mm. of the ball, and he ran with so much heart and inspiration and determination, mm-hmm. and it it really meant something to him, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and I wanted to be the same way. I'm I'm, I'm fortunate that I had the same or similar impact on fans, yeah. you know, because I remember being a fan and being inspired um, in that same way. And so, you know, that's that's one of the greatest honors for me, and that, and that's why and that's why things like you were asking me, like the Hall of Fame, mean so much because you know so many fans that you know people come up to me all the time and. You know, they say stuff like, man, I rooted against you when you played, you know, but I, I certainly enjoy coming out to watch you play against my Bears or Packers or whatever else, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. So, no, you know, that's uh, for me, that's one of the one of the highest compliments I can receive.
0: Good. Well, hey, thank you for coming on the show. I want the fans and listeners uh, to understand that, look, it you know, everything's one step at a time. You know, you explained Absolutely. it very well that don't, you know, be in the moment. Don't over set your goals to where you can fail. Um, you know, we appreciate watching you for, for the 10 years you played Barry. We appreciate what you're doing here in the community in Detroit. Appreciate your friendship and the partnership at power home. Uh, make sure you follow at Barry Sanders on, uh, Twitter and where else can they find you an Instagram? What's it? What is it? It's Barry Sanders on Instagram as well.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Those, Those two. Yep.
0: So check us out. True underdog. That's a wrap here with the icon, the legend, Barry Sanders. And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit TrueUnderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Bam! True
1: Underdog.
0: Bam! Bam!